Hey, Ravana. <laughs> Hi, Zoidberg. <laughs> is it Zoidberg or who was I also doing last week? Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick. It's like, it's like Dr. Nick gargling. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. Oh, my God. Um, uh. I uh, saw so much bad production the last few days. Let's talk about the good things first, Squeeze. Well, first of okay. all, happy Halloween. We're on our... Our, our, our second to last Halloween show of the season. It's almost gone. It's almost over. That's insane. We only did is Halloween. Is it just we have? There's only f- four Wednesdays in Hallow- October this year. Yeah, usually we get four shows in. Do we? I always felt like there were five. Sometimes we get five Christmas shows. I think we only have four, three or four Christmas shows this year. Huh. Yeah, we're starting in November with the Christmas shows because just gotta yeah gotta have fun. Gotta get those Christmas ones in. Gotta get the what cr- people expect what they ex- they give the people what they want. Uh, but let's. What's we... our sorry? What's our Christmas? Uh, ah, what's our Christmas uh, list look like uh, this year? Yeah, it says Christmas show one, two, three, and watch along. Oh, That's okay, all so we didn't. Uh, all right, yeah, we, don't we didn't narrow Christmas anything shows. down. No, You're very good. No. Um. Anyway, uh, last week was the season, perhaps series finale of She Hulk. Hmm. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I initially was like almost. Well, it was twofold. One, when they set up like the big battle sequence, like at, towards the beginning, I was kind of immediately like, "Oh, this is the way they're going with this show. Like, this doesn't make any sense." And then they completely flipped the script. Went the complete opposite direction, like, oh, this doesn't make any sense, and it actually worked out for its own good, I think. I think, first of all, the the recreation of the 70s Hulk TV show open was amazing. Oh, I I, I love, I, I geeked out over that, yeah. And then um, the whole her going in, the whole, the meta-ness of She-Hulk leaving through the Disney Plus menu, going into... The Marvel Universe, like going into the writer's room and then going to see Kevin and it had the little hat on, mm-hmm. <laughs> which apparently, so I, I, yeah, Kevin, but, he was, he was, he didn't get it. Yeah. And everyone's like, she, like the clickbait, she almost walked. No, she was joking that she almost walked. She wasn't fucking serious. Um, Yeah. I'm like, uh, is this really the show? And as it's, if you look backwards, yes, that is the show it was. Like the show within the show. Oh, and all I, the I, I never like thought for one second that is this really a show. It was very I... like kind of leaked, like little like snippets of it. It wasn't like crazy, and then they completely just broke it down, and that's the show that it always was. Um, I guess or they intended it to be. I think it's the show she wanted it to be, and that was great. Yeah. Uh, it, it was hysterical. Like some of the one-liners she dropped, like. Uh, I'm a Hulk. I smash things occasionally. TV shows, uh, or and then she's just uh, and and hopefully Mac Murdock again. I was dying, <laughs> and when she's like, "And what's up with the X Men?" and she winks at the camera and puts a thumbs up. Ah, oh, that's great. When are we gonna see the X Men? I think she said it. It's so good. Oh, fuck. 
Give um, me. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I I understand. Look, there's people that don't like it for the people who that don't the like show itself everything. calls them out for. But yeah. give and, and me I, more She-Hulk, please. I loved it, and I waited with bated breath every week for the episode. Uh, and, and when I when there's a show where I like get excited like and like anticipate the show the episode every week, that's when I know I'm like, all right, well, there's a hit in your hands. I think the thing I liked the most about it was it was quick. Yeah, it was. It wasn't sloggy. It was quick. I liked how they used Matt Murdock. Um, I liked. I liked everything. Tatiana Maslany yeah. is so fucking charming too. She's she's a great actress. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's really good. It was. It was different and I, I think that's what a lot of people have like, like it should it's a superhero show like it doesn't follow the same and they even poke fun at it that it doesn't follow the same formula and it's not the same i loved how thing, but with how for, all the for a second they have they made us think emil blonsky was a bad guy but it he was he never was yeah he like picks her up and tries to save her you know mm-hmm. and, and like i, I don't know. i want i want to see more of his retreat. I love that whole, that whole. Oh, just the, yeah, the sitting around Kumbaya, yeah, right. just chat. Oh, it was great. Um, I liked it. Yeah. So more She-Hulk, please, Marvel. It's, it's good. It was great. I loved it. Now, also what I watched uh, was Halloween and Squeezer. And your, your thoughts. Cause... Did you watch it? Uh, I didn't get to it yet. Well, I'm gonna spoil some things. I, I I'll feel I will watch it, but feel free. It's one of those things where do I really care if it's spoiled? But I'll check it out just for the sake of watching it. Um, it is awful storytelling, like grade A awful. But I'm not a hundred percent sure they weren't going for awful. <laughs> like it was so awful <laughs> that it was almost like, are they doing this on purpose? Like meta awful, and no, not meta. Don't use that word, meta. Right, well, I'm just saying you meta. Just meta did. when you when it's meta and She Hulk when she's purposely doing that. But sure. but this wasn't like meta awful. This was like like paying homage almost, not meta. Okay, not so like self referential. Like, hey, making a horror movie, right? Not self referential. It was it was more paying homage to bad eighty slashers like the Crazy Mother. The, the the Corey kid the he go, in four days the, I I believe the span of the movie is four days he meets Laurie Strode's granddaughter f- the the meet cute is the and the the fucking band nerds that are the bullies are you kidding me like Squeezer I'm not an intimidating guy okay right yeah I would have grabbed this little twerp by the neck and whooped the living shit out of him right there like that's and and this like. Like, he's like, what are you staring at my shitty car for? I would have just been like, yeah, I'm going to just whoop your ass and your your friends and the two women that are with you, too, if I have to. I mean, the, the one girl probably could have whooped my ass. And let's face it, the little twerp might have been able to, too. But still, like, you're, like you're, I'm not besmirching anyone in band because I was AV club all the way. But, sure. like. I'm married to a bando. It would be like it would be like me or you going up and harassing the kid. Like what? You know, like the bull. It was so. Yeah, that's why we don't. That's why we don't do. We that. don't do that. You keep your head down. You don't talk. It was so stupid. Like there's no way this these bandorks would have been that um, entitled to to harass this kid. Yeah. Uh, you you know. Uh, so, and he goes from like a troubled soul to like a psycho. Murderer in four days who knows what he's doing. 
And some of the, when he some of the kill scenes are pretty cool, like stupid cool. But and like how he how he dies at the end, like um the the crucifixion to the kitchen island. <laughs> like Michael doesn't have the ability to fight this kid off to steal his mask, but he could get a fridge dropped on him and crucified to his kitchen island and fight off Lower Strode. And then uh, it's yeah, it's it's I it was so awful. I liked it, Squeezer. I'm gonna say. Uh, that. Oh, good. Yeah. It was really, and then the the sheriff, um, who was in like the whole second movie, the black gentleman with the cowboy hat. Yes. He just randomly, they're talking about this is not how we do it, and then he just shows up out of nowhere at the end of the movie, and he's not in the rest of the movie, and he just says, "Now it is." <laughs> 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 or it is, it is now. <laughs> and I'm like, where did he come from? <laughs> So I don't know. I liked it because it was I, it was so so. Uh, Enchantress fell asleep halfway through it, so she wants halfway like a quarter way through it. So she wants me to watch it again with her, and I, I'll gladly watch it again with her. It is not scary one iota, Squeezer. Really, one iota. Oh, oh, good. That's kind of so. Uh, even like the even kills wasn't even really that scary. kills was kills wasn't scary, but it, there was a lot of gratuitous death scenes in it, and it was good. Like it was it was well shot. And Kills was yeah. probably the best, uh, not probably, Kills was the best of the three of the, the movies. Um, and a lot of the times. Uh, where, from what I read, like, were there a number of, like, deaths off screen, too? Like, they, it wasn't nearly as murdery? No, it was. It was murdery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he beats the one DJ's head into the thing so bad and then cuts his tongue off. Ooh, With fun. a pair of scissors, yeah. Uh, I... They did. They There's didn't show him. about like. Yeah. Sorry. They, but they they did the same cutaways that they did in Halloween Kills. Okay. Like, yeah, it was more classy deaths. So. I don't. I don't know if that's. It's, maybe it's the. I just don't like jump scares. Um. But I, I yeah I don't know. There are certain things like and even gore to an ex certain a certain ex certain she's a uh, certain extent doesn't bother like. I'm sorry, Wilson Fisk. Oh yeah, smashing a person's head with the door of an Escalade um, is about as gruesome as it gets. Well, Tony Soprano cutting Ralph Sofredo's head off. You mean? Come on, yeah. it didn't bother me. No. Um. So I don't know why in a slasher movie, maybe because it's done, perhaps like because you know it's being done for entertainment versus like. I, I, I don't know, but know. there's this movie out called Terrible Two or something. Uh, Terror, Terror Two. Yeah, I I read the descriptions of the death scenes just reading them, and I'm like, I not my thing. There are some people. I'm if that's your thing, more power to you, I guess, uh, well, or less power to you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of shit that kind of. So Richard Christie was talking. about. Terrifier two, Terrifier two, um, and with Art the Clown, um, yeah, fucking clown, and Richard Christie was talking about it this morning. He said in the first one, a guy hangs a woman upside down and uses a hacksaw to cut her in half from her private area down. Ugh. Yeah, and I don't want to see that. It's like gore. No. It's gore porn. Uh, um and Richard Christie's like Howard. I don't get scared by scary movies, but as an adult, this one really scared me. It was great. 
<laughs> I'm not. He gave twenty five dollars to the the. Um, twenty five dollars to the t- the Kickstarter to see it made. People are passing out and vomiting in it. Like that's that's like um, what's that fucking Italian horror movie? Uh, one hundred twenty eight days of sodomy. Ah, really? Do you know of this movie? No. Oh God. Uh, if you want to go on on Wikipedia, and no. Read, okay, well, Wiki. Read about it. It's yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, should I Google this? Because uh, no, no, you're fine. It's 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 called like Salo or something in uh, Italian. It's Italian. Gotcha. And it, oh, it's like a po- It's a post. Uh, post-fascist take on horror cinema in Italy, post-Mussolini. Um, bunch of fascists get together and have a fascist death party. <laughs> oh, fun. Now, Variety writes, Terrifier 2 has been an unexpected box office hit at this Halloween movie season. Writer-director Damien Leone's gory sequel to his 2016 killer clown cult hit Shocked the industry over the weekend when it grossed just over one million at the domestic box office. Terrifier Two was a micro-budget indie with a two hundred fifty thousand dollars price tag, no mainstream marketing. Well, yeah, they didn't have to because the internet's free. If yeah. you get you get word out like that, all you need is one story of hey, this movie is so gory, people are vomiting. Right. And then every dumb dumb in a newsroom has to report well, on it. I have I gave it to the Clipper, but I had uh, for one of my dinosaur Dracula packs came with a barf bag that was marketed with a movie uh, from like the seventies or eighties. Nice. Um, I, I, that's not fun for me. I... No, that's not my not my thing. So Leone said, listen, I would love to have a couple walkouts. I think that's sort of a badge of honor because of its it is an intense a mo- movie. Um, but I don't want people fainting, getting hurt during the movie, but it's surreal. I don't know if I could. I mean, I could be turned off by it, but I don't know if I would actually have like a physical reaction to a movie. Uh, I I don't know. I just don't. He like when Richard Christie was explaining like the torture and like her crying for her mommy during it. Like, uh, what do you, what do you want to see that for, man? Like, what is yeah? Who's that? You get movies escapism, and wh- where are you escaping to? <laughs> yeah, the, the, just go outside. It's scary enough. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, and the people who want to make this like what. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I think about that. What's it like being like on set for that? You know, it's well just on set. Be... It's I, I always hear that it's like, I mean, uh, there's the, a di- the, there's certainly a disconnect. The Shining aside, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, it like the, I think yeah, it's a disconnect. It's they like sometimes so, like um, what's her name? One one of the girls from a horror movie didn't realize she was like a young girl didn't realize she was making a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and because also a lot of the gory stuff too is also done in you know 
second unit cutaway stuff, a lot of yeah. your close-ups, or, you know, now, especially in post. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm not interested in seeing, so. Um, but I, I will check out the. Don't, don't check out Terror Fire, too. No, oh, believe, don't, don't you worry, I'm not going to mistakenly. I'm afraid I might like it. <laughs> um, but check out Halloween Ends just to see how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> Come to a conclusion. All right, well, or did they do it that way because they knew people would be unsatisfied and it gives them the excuse to go back and revisit it and relaunch another trilogy? They were going to do that no matter what, Squeezer. Oh, but, sure. You know. <laughs> oh, I, I don't. It almost seems they like don't, they don't actually try to justify the franchise. It almost seems like Squeezer. They had an idea for a Halloween movie, and that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And the studio was like, "Can you make it a trilogy?" And pulled out like a couple bags of money, and they're like, "Uh, sure." <laughs> because honestly, the the Halloween first one is she traps him, she kills him, it's over. Like. Yeah. It was all just like, like, I don't know. Like, almost like he was blown up in a gas explosion and lit on fire. <laughs> yeah, like in Halloween 2. Uh, him in the fucking, like a hospital set on fire with his doctor. And all of a sudden his doctor comes back with a really bad prosthetic deranged face. <laughs> <laughs> Michael finds the exact mask he's looking for in, the, in Haddonfield fucking... Did you watch the any of the uh, Halloween Four clips I told you, like the 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 NBC with commercials? Oh no, no, sorry. no that's all right. I, I forgot. I would have, but I forgot. Well, just when you think you can't get any worse uh, in feature films, tonight we watched Spirit Halloween the movie. Oh, was it as good as I? Uh... Holy fucking stupid! Oh my god! <laughs> Talk about dumb shit. My goodness, and you're you're grading it on a on a curve. This is even on a curve. Yeah, the writing was awful. The story was so dumb. It was like they took an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark and stretched it out to an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> I was under the impression, like they were gonna use all the IP that is in Spirit Halloween. Like it would be like Freddy. And Jason and, and and Pennywise and and Sam from Trick or Treat, yeah, like like a, like a night at the museum, but a night at the right, uh, like when, when I was the, fr- uh, Halloween store. No, no, not a single IP except the garbage like uh, think creations they come up with there that are owned by Spirit Halloween. Christopher Lloyd's in it for maybe three minutes, and then it's his voice the rest of the time. The big get they had is Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> <laughs> It is B A D bad. Uh, oh, I was right. I me... said the Spirit Halloween store looks like it is in an old Toys R Us, and it absolutely was an old Toys R Us. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're a kid, you might like this. It is this. It is. It might be scarier than Halloween and Squeezer. There was oh, like no. there was like one. One or two goofy teensy jump scares in it, like Goonie style, you know? That scared me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Return to Oz is definitely scarier than Halloween. Well, yeah. I mean, is it scarier than the dragon, the uh, Wabajack? Is it Wabajack? The the dragon sequence in uh, Alice in Wonderland? Oh, I mean, I was that, mortified that mo- of that. What's up? Yeah, that whole movie was was fucked up. The whole. You related more to the carpenter and the walrus, I believe. Ah, uh, walruses have big tusks, and they can be scary too. No, I'm saying you related. They they oh. they tricked. Uh, they lured all the clams out of the sea to eat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. You gonna you're gonna dress your daughter up like a, well, you're the carpenter and dress yeah, little yeah. enchantress. Not chance, a little squeeze that up high as a walrus and <laughs> do you lure all the clams out of the Oh, there'd be nothing left. We'd have to, and then we'd go to battle over them. <laughs> I think that's yes, what they Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky. Oh yeah. Jabberwocky. I knew that. I just didn't know what sequence you were talking about. But I knew the term Jabberwocky. Um it is very. It is. I mean, I still watch it, but it is. It's something you could probably watch with the the girls in a year or two. Squeezer. Okay. No. It is very. I mean, they're they're scared of their own shadow. So. It, it is very. They're like their dad. Very stupid. But you know, it's so. Um, uh, what's what's this? I I see. I I went on Rotten Tomatoes, and there's a screenshot. There's a kid with a can of raid and a lighter. I guess is that his? Oh yeah, the chemistry kid. Yeah, uh, Bo. Yeah. Okay. You, they know raid doesn't really work that way, right? It would just put the flame out. Yeah, it's too wet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't want kids really doing this, so. Yeah, and also raid's really bad to inhale. You shouldn't burn that. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, they are just. Ripping that off from, I believe that was the great uh, uh, hockey slash action film Sudden Death. I believe there was a sequence involving that in there. Usually it's hairspray in the movies. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think Sudden... The Wheelers-ish. The Wheelers is what you're referring to. This, the skater guys scared the hell out of him from Return to Oz. The Wheelers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, we've we've talked about them on the show. They're they're able to haunt my nightmares. Is raid combustive? Oh, there's a whole TV tropes aerosol flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It. Let's see. Um, to go down to films, live action. See if they updated it to include. Uh, I don't see sudden death listed. I thought they did it in that movie. Yeah, it looks like you could use raid. Uh, it is flammable. Most of that stuff has alcohol in it as a propellant. You know, mm-hmm. that's why it's flammable. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a try. <laughs> don't use a butane lighter. You got to use a uh, like a Zippo. Yeah. Mystery Men, they did it. Point Break, they did it. Serial Mom, Snakes in a Plane. Motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane. Yeah, it uses propylene, butane, and butylenes as a propellant. So, yeah, that's why it's flammable. Yeah, but it's, I mean, you can really do it right in your face and you'd go, hey, stop that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Flammable. Didn't they use it in um in uh Stranger Things too? Didn't Dustin? Or uh, I'm sure let me see here. Live action TV. Steve did it. Uh maybe. That might be combining. Uh, Mythbusters actually did a whole thing on it. It works. I've done it. But it doesn't work yeah. the way it does in TV and movies. Test it. I'll test using pepper spray. Pepper spray covered shirt was fun. Test different brands. Oh, no. That's different. Uh, let's see. Googling. Huh. Maybe they just don't update this site that often. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they did that. I feel like I've seen it more than what I see listed here. Yeah, well, you know what? When we do our our uh, episode on uh, pro uh, aerosol propellant flamethrowers, then uh -huh. we'll, we'll cover all the bases. Okay. Well, let me... I'm not I'm writing that down or can we just we should broaden it a little bit because that is very specific so how about we just do a flamethrower episode oh so do flamethrowers as, as a kid flamethrower was the ultimate weapon oh hell yeah yeah i mean that, that's basically what you you pretended your super soaker was Mm-hmm. you know i don't i can't believe you never tried to fill it with gasoline and make it a flamethrower don't think I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> um, um, do we? I'm sure. All right, we should move on. Oh, oh! Oh boy! Sudden death. He used a super soaker with lighter fluid and a lighter. That's probably safer. Yes, that's what he did. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't aerosol. It was a super soaker with lighter fluid. Okay. Well, <laughs> squeeze. What a work of art. It is. You are going first this week. We are talking. Last week we Ooh. talked about things we loved from Halloween in the 1980s. I was. I only was in the 1980s. Seven years, eight years of my life. You were only six, seven years of your life. Yeah. So, like all ten years of the 90s, we were at our coming of age. Uh, yeah, like you, you got the very early, like, like fondest memory, like, like. The heart of trick-or-treating right at the beginning right. to the milking the tip now, of it. Now, would you agree we were born – I was born in 82. You were born in 83. A lot of people would call us 80s kids, you know? Yeah. I would. Mm -hmm. I call myself constantly a 90s kid. I remember the 80s. I was there, but I'm a, I came of age – I was a kid, and then I came of age in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like – like Saturday morning cartoons is like, you know, that's definitely like an 80s thing and then into the 90s. And a lot of the, that 80s stuff carried into the 90s. So it was like, you know, that you had a nice foundation to work with, you know, like we said, like I even admit, like I remember stuff that happened in the 70s, even though I wasn't around. D Dan and I it's, were talking today, like the, the Phillies in 93, they made it to the world series and then they failed to make the postseason till 2008 that's a 15 year mm -hmm. drought if i could yeah. do the math correctly which seemed like a lifetime 93 to 2008 
Now, 2011 to 2022 was an 11-year drought. That's almost the same amount minus four years, Squeezer. And it, it doesn't went, feel nearly and as long. It, it went by in a blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, we're, why we t- what, let's start the 90s conversation with your first pick, Squeezer. Fun. Someone has taken their love of fear one step too far. Uh, we know you're not the killer. Solving this mystery... Everybody's a suspect! ...is going to be murder. Who are you? The question is, where am I? We all go a little mad sometimes. Scream, the new thriller from West Craven, rated R. Ah. Uh. So I'm not. I want to point something out real quick before, but I'm not talking about Scream in particular, but the the actually the ghost faced mask, if you will. But uh, there's something happened. I want to say mid '90s. Now I granted this was just a TV spot, not the full trailer, but it's almost like it was like early mid '90s, like '93, '94 ish. I think is when they figured out how, how to, to make, make trailers. Yeah, trailers. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go back, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was what ninety one, ninety two. Uh huh. They are. It is some of the worst marketing, movie trailers and TV spots. They didn't know what the hell. For for well, they didn't know how to sell it. First of all, like, oh, is this a romance movie or is an action film? But it was. You notice they don't use like narrator voiceovers in trailers at all anymore. No. No. There's never in a world like almost like it's parody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought you were gonna go about Scream. I was gonna I was gonna talk about Scream because Scream dominated horror in the '90s, especially '96 for ten years from '96 on. Yeah, I would say growing up, Freddy Claus and Jason masks were, and maybe and 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 Michael Myers knives were like you know plastic ones, obviously. Or like mm-hmm. the go-to like buy Halloween costume thing. Yes. Uh, but when Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, the fucking guy who wrote teen dramas, got together to make this fucking movie, which I, me and my sister watched on request, pay-per-view squeezer, probably like, you know, it was on all day, probably watched 20 times in a week. Nice. We just kept watching it over and over and over. We were up, and then my mom would come home and she'd be like, "Oh, Scream starting yet?" And she'd sit down and watch it with us. <laughs> we watched Scream so many times. I we went to Rehoboth Beach that year, and I went in a CD shop, and all, the only disc I wanted was the Scream soundtrack. I was obsessed with this movie. And she would have only been like what eleven? Ninety six. She was ten. Ten. And I was fourteen. I I, I I was thirteen. I was too scared to watch it. But I did have the ghost face mask, and I'm trying to think if I actually had it before or after it became popular with Scream. It was after because you could barely find it in stores before. See, well, I didn't have this mask though in particular. Mm. I had because there were a a variety of. Yeah, um, this this exact one was made for the movie. Well, not necessarily. That's it what wasn't it? They modeled. They saw something that looked like it, and they modeled modeled it to look more like the screen painting. 
Well, they I they got the license to use that mask because they try. So they found the mask while doing a location scout. Now, originally, Craven said that he found it was actually one of the other producers uh, that found it. But then they tried to recreate it. They didn't necessarily like the recreations. And the time that they were doing that, they were working to get the licensing. Now, it's not like they took the mask off the shelf and used that mask. But they used a, yes, they used a recreation of that mask. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's not like it wasn't like that low of a budget where they're like, okay, we're going to use the mask for production purposes, for functionality, you know, gloss versus matte and textures. And, you know, yeah, they're going to spend the time and money to make it work for the film. And then I guess it changed a little bit from shape from time to time uh, throughout the movies. Um, But yeah, there uh, it was originally part of. Uh, a the Fantastic Faces collection, which was a series of ghost masks that uh, came out in '91 from Fun World, and so if if you look if you just Google the Fantastic Faces Fun World Fantastic Faces collection, um, this is why I'm trying to figure out if I had it after or with it because i i didn't have the actual screen mask which is really elongated long looking face and they called it the the peanut uh uh peanut eyed ghost initially before uh when when they realized it was going to be used in the movie the marketing department at fun world is like oh we got to name this something special so they came up with ghost face and i mean it, (laughs) it took off and like you had said like our childhood was always Freddy and Jason masks. Freddy, no, not Freddy and Jason masks. Freddy or, Claw, the the hand. Oh, the Freddy Claw and the, the Jason, Jason mask, mask. Which yes, I had the Jason mask. Um, did you have like a real one, this. or did you have one that was flat, <laughs> like I had? Oh no, no, it was a real hockey mask. Uh, it was man. the real, like the real old, old school looking mask. Um. Which and initially I had one that was my dad's. Going back to when my dad was a, a hockey goalie uh, for Halloween, and then I, I got my own because this was old, uh, and the like the elastic band was wearing off on it. Uh, but then this actually became the number one, still to this day, number one selling Halloween mask of all time. Like it completely took over, and and blew the the Jason mask you know, out of the water at this point. As they say in uh, uh, nautical terms. Um, but going back to uh, the mask I had, there was there, there's one where they have a, a picture of the four of them. It's a screen grab out of one of the magazines. And I had, of course, the lame uh, not the lamest, because there's one with like two little buck teeth and it's smiling. Um, I had the one that had a big dumb smile. Basically, it's like the peanut face ghost mask from Scream, but he's got a big smile on his face, too. Well, like the high one from uh, Scary Movie (laughs) was uh, that one. Yeah, it's closer to that, I would guess. Um, But yeah, so I I was a happy ghost uh, walking around, and I had like my... uh, And yeah, it had a white shroud, I remember. 
mm. not the black. Uh, and then, because you know, I was a, it was a happy ghost, like Casper, with a with a double sided axe that I'd walk around with, um, wearing that. So that's why I want to say I might have had this before, unless maybe you know, I was thirteen. I would have been thirteen, maybe I was wearing this then. You know, I was a late bloomer, of course. Um, I remember wearing it at my grandparents' house. So yeah, I, I might have had it that year, and or my mom might have been like, "Oh, this is the new cool Halloween mask that everyone's wearing because of Scream." Um, little Squeezer would like this, and of course she would, you know, buy the wrong happy one. That's probably the most logical scenario that came out of it. Um, yeah. Most likely, uh, scream though. It was a uh, man. Did I love that? Uh, did you have you seen? You have you seen the new one? No. Oh, it's okay. I have not seen the new one. You can spoil it if you want. Uh, it's dumb. Um, Patui's the killer. Uh, it's. Uh, I didn't care for it. I I called it from a mile away. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, you know, fucking. Dewey dies finally, and uh, oh yeah, I remember you talked about this yeah, after you. Uh... Yeah. It was okay. I haven't liked one since the first one. Two was dumb. Three was the best part of three was Jan saw Bob on the lot. Yo, Connie, <laughs> how's Maury? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I owned all of them on DVD. It's one, two, and Ooh, three. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. I love. I still love Scream. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all times. I believe when we did our first horror movie show, you were picking through the weeds trying to find any movie you saw, and I was like, "I call Scream whether you saw it or not." <laughs> it's hard. I loved it. Scream's one of my favorite movies, not just horror movie. I love the ambiance they create in that movie. Like, fuck, it's so good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how she has to, she's typing 911 on her computer terminal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're old. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's time to talk about my first thing from the 90s, Squeezer. Yes. And here it is. I just love Halloween. Mama, what's my costume? Well, we already have a daddy, so... How about a mummy? Where's your costume, Ronald? What am I going to be for Halloween? Yo, Ronnie, how about a clown? What's frightfully fun at McDonald's? Four McDonaldland friends with clip-on costumes. And four McDonaldland tapes. I like to give myself eight to collect. One with each happy meal you buy. Happy Halloween! Uh, 1995. I... So... So, I was probably too old. I wasn't getting Happy Meals at this point, but I remember my sister got all of these. Um, I I think my last Happy Meal was in April 95, The Little Polar Bear. Um, My my parents, I had the seizure, and my my parents were, like, regressing to little young Ryan, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, our baby. Our baby. So, they got me a Happy Meal, uh, and it had, like, a little stuffy... Uh, white polar bear in it. That's the last thing. That's the last Happy Meal I remember. Of course, I remember the last Happy Meal I've got. Of course you do. 
but my sister got these and I remember specifically because there was four tapes and I think you had to pay like a dollar 99 for the tapes but then there was the characters are really cool too so it had the four McDonald land characters and just like those um uh, Looney Tunes that had the DC cl- like clip-on costumes mm-hmm these had clip-on uh, Halloween costumes ah uh so they were they were pretty cool and um hold on i think i think i could find mcdonald you said the tapes were separate yeah the tapes were separate you didn't get them i think you had to pay i i had it written down somewhere i think i said because I, I looked this up and i was like you pay dollar ninety but of course i left it at the office Hello? Oh, here's the tape. Oh, you ghosts and goblins. <laughs> Welcome to my special Halloween broadcast on McDonaldland's Magical Radio. I've got a few tricks and lots of treats for you, including a song from my very own album, Ronald Makes It Magic. So I hope everyone's ready for some Halloween fun. Yeah! Tell me, what do you like best about Halloween? Trick or treating! The, the little tiny reindeer prancing on the snowy rooftops. Is Louie our grimace? Go ahead, Grimace. It's the bunnies. Ah, uh, Grimace is self-aware. Now I'll tell you. So, from my album Ronald makes it magic. Here's Grimace to tell us what he likes best about. Wow, it's gonna be a new banger. When I'm feeling very safe, feeling very sound, and there's absolutely nothing frightening around. Sometimes I like to. <laughs> so no, I'm your grimace. <laughs> there, uh, there was four figures. Uh, there was a uh, uh, Hamburglar who had like a spider bat vampire costume. There's Grimace who had the clip-on ghost, and there was uh, Tweety the the early Birdie the early bird had a pumpkin costume. And McDon- uh, Ronald McDonald didn't have any costume, and I think you could clip any of the costumes onto him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I just why else would they not give him a costume? Uh, I everywhere I'm looking at pictures, and he has like a Frankenstein. Oh, maybe this uh, doesn't have him. This doesn't have anything at all. This picture I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, what do you fuck it? The what are you fucking? Yeah, uh, the display that they had. For oh him. yes, he does have a Frankenstein costume. Yeah, look at that. I guess. Oh, because it was, it was a secret. What is he gonna be? The commercial. Oh god. Yeah, what it am was I be? I Frankenstein. And then the kid's toy was a like a like a chewy pumpkin with grimace popping out of the top. You know, the kids' toys are always from mongoloids who drool. Yeah, I. Oh. <laughs> The Thunder Three toy. You're a monster. I know. So I don't, I don't get that. How how are these not under three? They're solid plastic. They're and they're pretty big. <laughs> you could shove it down your throat and choke on it. So the tapes. I think the tapes w- were part of the giveaway, and there was four. There was uh, magic. There were travel tunes. The silly songs and the scary ones with grimacing. I scare myself. <laughs> 
I think Jake's our Grimace, really. Yeah. I was just make him wear purple carpet, and he'd look like Grimace. He'd get like a purple rug to drape over his head. When I was in high school, I made the mistake of I I participated. I made the mistake of participating in a charity uh, bicycling thing at Nazareth Speedway, mm-hmm. where you rode your bike around and you got a shirt, you know, for completing it, and they were purple. And I wore that shirt once when playing. Uh, I think we were playing football. Uh, down you know, on the street, and I showed up wearing this purple shirt, and uh, the one kid just said, "Hey, what's up, Grimace?" <laughs> and uh, that stuck for a long time. Yeah, pretty much all through high school. That happened with a couple of our purple shirts and sweaters, with you and Jake. <laughs> yeah, I think when I try not, and, uh, and it's a shame too because I do like our purple. Yeah, I did. Uh... You had me make your save the date, right? Uh, yes. And yeah. you sent me all your engagement photos, right? Yeah. Those are your engagement yeah. photos. And you forgot that I'm really good at Photoshop. No, it's not that I forgot. It's that I trusted you. That was the bigger mistake. <laughs> well, I don't know what's worse, forgetting that I'm good at Photoshop or trusting me to not cut Mrs. Squeezer out and replace her with Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> Because of course I did that. <laughs> How long? Now what is it? Ten years now? That was ten years ago. Uh, the engagement photos, yeah, would have been ten years ago. Mm, yeah. Because next year will be ten years. Yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. to be fair, you made up for it when you were like, "Hey, can I talk to you? Uh, <laughs> hey, I really <laughs> appreciate it. For if for my wedding, <laughs> you would do me the honor of." videotaping it <laughs> that i'm then going to put on a hard drive and never look at again yeah like, dougie was just giving me shit for it uh, last night yeah you took dougie and i you're like i need to talk to you too about my wedding we're like oh shit we're gonna be squeezer's best men nope <laughs> so wait we're in the wedding party nope no you're working the wedding you know but you, you could you could have all the free drinks in between working and, you know, if you get a chance to eat, you know, don't miss the shot. But if you get a chance to eat, go ahead. <laughs> well, but I where... you didn't miss the shot because I'm <laughs> in, in the video. I see you standing in front of your shot. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> um, well, no, it was my way of getting you there without having to invite everyone else from work. But Which then, you still invited everyone else. Well, so then, okay. then I had a bunch of family no-show. Um, yeah, sure. And I'm like, uh, I have all these plates we paid for. Um, then like 10 people from work were there watching us, me and Doug, work. Hmm. Yeah. Well, still, my smoothest move ever was inviting uh, our asshole boss at the time. That was... He didn't come. He, I had to invite him. Right. Or I would have gotten shit, but the last thing I wanted him was for him to be there. So I found him at his busiest time, uh, which was God knows doing what, but certainly not his job. Uh, kind of half stammering, you know, if you can make it, I know it's a busy day. And then ha- not necessarily handed him the invitation, but I slid the invitation in a stack of papers at the very bottom on his desk that was completely disorganized. And I left. I I would. And, I know. I know our uh, the people who work with us don't listen to the show, Squeezer. 
but I would like them if they ask you like should I invite RK to my wedding please let them all know without a shadow of a doubt he would love to shoot it for you. <laughs> you love to shoot it for you. Ask, yes, you should, you know what, don't even invite him. Ask him to shoot the wedding for you. That's a good way to get them fired, Squeezer. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to your wedding, and I will, won't be upset if you don't invite me. Fucking Briscoe had to invite me to his damn wedding. I'm going to send the stupidest gift. I'm going to send him a toaster, like the worst fucking toaster. Well, you got married? He's getting married. I just saw the asshole. He didn't say anything to me. You get married in uh, January. We did a we we, we did like three four years of a, a highly derogatory uh, show together. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was ten years ago, but still. <laughs> I think he's only. I only got the pity. I think he he sent me the invite to get the good gift. You know. Get the cash set. Ah, that's smart. He's yeah. getting a toaster, but little does he know. And to stay on the payroll. Yeah, right. Right. Which is exactly why I invited the previous asshole boss. Yeah, but I, that's like opposite with me. I, the, well, I I'm an I'm the current asshole <laughs> boss. <laughs> the current asshole boss. <laughs> <sighs> yes, well. Um McDonald's 95. Here it was a thing. Here's Squeezer's next pick. It's Mo. Uh, look, some of the ghouls and I are a little concerned the project isn't moving forward. Damn murder now. Eating. Oh, for crying out loud. No! Here's <laughs> Johnny! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. <laughs> I'm Mike Wallace. I'm Marley Schaefer. And I'm Ed Bradley. All this and Andy Rooney tonight on 60 Minutes. <laughs> Hello, police. This is Marge Simpson. My husband is on a murderous rampage. Over. Oh, well, thank God that's over. I was right there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was at one point, like, I did it like three or four different times. I'm like, where do I cut this clip? It's joke after joke after joke. Oh, it's relentless. This Hi, whole... David. I'm Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole, not just this segment, this whole episode is. I just love how, just like in the whole show, how they ignore Grandpa. He ignores Grandpa there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just goes on. Like, there's a constant running gag throughout this whole this whole episode, like Tree House of Horror episode five as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and groundskeeper Willie being like the grounding arc of being. He's got the shinning. <laughs> stabbed in the back with an axe on three Every time, separate man. occasions. Um, and ending with, oh, I'm bad at this uh, the third time around. Um, yeah, this is clearly my favorite one. And for good reason. It's also the goriest. Um, which was done on purpose. David, Mer- this was after like Congress came out was bitching about the Simpsons and just in general violent, you know, doing their grandstanding, you know, while they're you know going into uh, uh what the hell do they call that Bohemian Grove and and you know skinning children alive for their sacrifices in private, mm-hmm. you know, in public they're like, oh no, that that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he purposely went and made sure that this was the most violent, goriest episode of The Simpsons, even ending it with the Inside Out uh, theatrical dance, number. The dance number, yeah. Yeah, uh, just spraying blood everywhere just to make it more over the top. <laughs> One singular, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I did that as an individual yeah, one last yeah, year, perhaps. Um, but this one, so it's uh, uh, the Shining is the first one, not the Shining. The Shining. Groundskeeper Willie is cl- is very clear to point out that ugh, you want to get sued. You've got the uh, Shining. <laughs> uh, uh, time and Punishment. Where Homer uh, fixes up his toaster and turns it into a time machine, uh, which takes him back to dinosaur times. And each time he accidentally kills an insect or a fish or dinosaur, is therefore changing his future. Um, Pass me a donut. A donut? Ah! <laughs> uh, and then it, it, it's heartbreaking because then, it, like, oh, it's raining again and it's uh. just raining donuts. Um, but that, that's after he sneezes on a T-Rex, which kills out, wipes out all the dinosaurs, resulting in his what would be perfect future. But I love how after like the third time, he tries not to. He falls, stumbles, sits down, and kills a fish. And the line of, oh, I wish I didn't kill that fish. Oh, I wish I wish I didn't kill that fish. <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's Dr. Seuss reference. Um... And then uh, Nightmare Cafeteria, which is the uh, Soylent Green parody. Yes. Um, they eat Martin the, at first, right? Uh, I think. Well, for Jimbo is first. Jimbo is first, yeah. Jimbo. Because they they accidentally spill uh, the um, broth on him or the the, the the I forgot what the hell they were making at the time. I just watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, you just hear him in the kitchen. Uh, complaining that they're making clear the, clean this pot, and then you hear the lid going. Goes, oh great! Now I got to do it in the dark. Um, uh, they kill uh Uter, Uter and then yeah. they they serve Uter Broughton. Yeah. Um, and then uh, of course Lisa figures it out. Uh, and then uh Ralph, uh, and Millhouse, Lisa, Bart, I think, uh, Wendell, um. Are the last few. Eventually, it's down to Bart, Lisa, and Milhouse. They fall into the giant blender, which results in Bart waking up from his nightmare, which then leads to the inside out number because there's nothing to worry about except the fog, except Homer is cheap and has didn't replace the windows mm-hmm. with uh, proper uh, seals. So the gas gets in, turns them inside out, and they go to their dance number. Um, there's just the episode is just so good. Oh, and of course Lisa going and telling Marge that they're you know killing kids and eating them in school, and Marge is just irritated <laughs> and tells them to go back and basically fight your own battle. You go there and look them in the eye and say, "Don't eat me." <laughs> uh, it's just when Simpsons just was like it was just dry and smart and over the top and ridiculous all at the same time. I I it's fuck. I think this was at its peak. I totally agree with that. I mean, it yeah, it's season six. I mean, it's, it's some of the best. Oh, is this said? Is this where we go and list Simpsons episodes in the season? 
Listing Simpsons episodes. Yeah, so Bard of Darkness is what we do best. Bard of Darkness, Lisa's rival. Uh, another Simpsons clip show. Bard of uh, Darkness. Wow, that strange kid's looking at me, Grace. <laughs> uh, itchy and Scratchy Land. That's uh, Jurassic Park parody. Uh, chaos. Uh, <laughs> the robots will turn on us. Glavin. Uh, Sideshow Bob Roberts. Uh, it's where he runs. Uh, yes. Uh, then Treehouse of Horror. For mayor, right? Uh, or is it mayor? Yeah, he runs for mayor against yeah, Joe Quimby. Yeah, yeah, he runs against Mayor Quimby. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Joe. Treehouse of Horror. Uh, Bart's girlfriend, where he, uh, uh meets, uh, Reverend Love Reverend Lovejoy's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Uh, Lisa on Ice, that's the hockey one. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna kick air like this. Uh, Homer Badman. That's when he grabs the Venus de Milo gummy off her butt. Yep. Uh, Grandpa versus sexual inadequacy. It's Grandpa makes his his boner tonic. The the, the boner tonic and him and Homer go on the road, which yeah. is just fucking the 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 snake oil pitch and that is just incompetent. Homer doing it. Fear of flying. Uh, which one was? Marge's childhood. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Homer the Great, uh, the Stonecutter episode. Yeah. Awesome. We uh, Maggie, do. Maggie makes we three. Ah, oh, Maggie makes might three be might the be the most one. endearing episode yeah, of all time. A great episode. Maggie yeah. and Maggie makes three. Uh, Bart's Comet. Yeah. Chihuahua's head. Uh, Dad, uh, huh. Dad was right. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> uh, Homie the Clown. That's a good one. Where he yeah, tries to Bart versus Australia. Yeah, which I find weird. I always felt like that was a. I don't know why. Like in my head, that was a later season. Yeah, but that, it's not. It's, that's not a knife. That that's a spoon. Oh, I've seen you played knifey spoony before. <laughs> um, I think that's a knife. Homer versus Patty and Selma. Is that when uh, they loan him money? Uh. Yes, I think that's it. They loan him yeah, money, yeah. Yeah. And they own him. Uh A Star is Burns, the uh the critic episode. Yeah. It stinks. Uh Lisa's wedding. That's the future one, that's, right? That's a weird one. The future one. I love that one. Where they go to the Wait, Lisa. The Asqualax. When they go to the future and um uh Lisa meets Hugh at college, and they're both trying to get the last uh, soy, soy-based pop, and then yes. they fall in love at the library. And then Homer tries to make him wear his pig cufflinks, and he doesn't. Oh, that's right. I'm getting it. There's another future one that was kind of yeah. Lisa's president. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. That's yeah, mixed up. Uh, two dozen and one greyhounds. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, Burns's, see uh, my vest, see my vest. Uh, so fucking good. I've uh, got loafers made from form, gophers. gophers. <laughs> um, uh, Skinner and, uh, Krabappel hooking up. Oh, yeah. In the clubhouse. Um, and the Charlie Brown candle. Um, round Springfield. 
That uh, oh, that's uh, bleeding gums. Bleeding Murphy gums dies. Murphy. Yeah, he dies. Yeah. Um, the Springfield Connection. Spring. Uh, I know the Springfield Connection. What was that one? Uh, where Marge goes. On oh, she becomes the, a cop. Um, she and arrests Homer. No, no, no. That was that was the Springfield Connection. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, home and uh, the counterfeit jeans operation. Yes, that's right. Um, lemon of Troy. Oh, the, uh, gather round, kids. Hear about the lemon tree. And they and steal then, the lemon tree, and they have to get it back. Yeah. Donio's Mr. Burns. The lemon tree. No, it's not. It was. It's, it was Grandpa Simpson made him sit around and hear about the lemon tree. Yeah, but you sound like Donio. Oh, I hate lemons. <laughs> You know what the problem with lemons is? Too many seeds. <laughs> you kids are the worst. Uh, and then finally ending it with "Who Shot Mr. Burns?" Part one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, this was the start of us. So like season six, and then seven, eight, and nine. I think are just. I was watching span. most of these. Yeah, I watched a few of these in the hospital. It was right around when I had my seizure squeezer. We just talked about because oh. this is '95, and then, then the next the fall of '95 is when it picked up with "Who Shot Mr. Burns" Part Two. Because I remember, like, my uh, my science teacher in eighth grade, he was a, he was a Packers fan. He he was a nice guy like me because I'm a Vikings fan. We always talked about football. And he, I remember, he was like, "All right, we find out who shot Mr. Burns tonight in class." <laughs> Good stuff. All right. I guess we can move on, Squeezer. Uh, yeah. To my second. I know what yeah, it was. Yeah, because that was right after. Because it was like starting season six is when, like, I started. Like, that was like every episode I got to watch. And it was okay now. Oh, I was a little bit. You know, because I, I, I had that thing where I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. You weren't allowed to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. No, I wasn't. It was after I remember it. It was after Rod and Todd got into a fight over the pixie stick and Homer loves Flanders. Oh yeah. And my mom's like, "That's not good to watch." <laughs> um, she basically did her best, Marge. <laughs> um, and that that was season that was season five. So by then, uh, I mean five, I was eleven. Going on, I was like twelve. Come on, mom. Come on. No. Mrs. Squeezer. Yeah, so or we Mrs. came of Squeezer. age Squeeze. at when Simpsons Squeezer. was at its fucking bestest. Mama Squeezer. Yeah, we did. All right, my second pick. Um, here it is. Hold on. I've got to move some things around. Uh, nope, that's not it. I was clicking around and I lost. Here it is. So I'm not talking about the animated series, although there's plenty of good Halloween episodes to talk about. 
I am talking about the seminal collection of comic books published as an anthology paperback in 1996, Batman Haunted Night. It's a complete Halloween story by my favorite. I mean, how many times have I talked about Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale on this? Tim, those are my... Uh, I have a copy of what with this with these three books led to was him doing probably the most seminal Batman book uh, next to I'd say the Killing Joke, Dark Knight Returns, and number three on that list. Squeezer, you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, Long Halloween. Yeah. Now, right next to me on my shelf here is a autographed copy of Long Halloween by. Tim Sale, who we lost over the summer. Oh, God, such a sad... Oh, I love Tim Sale. And and I also have a copy of Spider-Man Blue, number one, by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, autographed by Tim Sale. Um, I remember we were at uh, Comic-Con, and I was like, oh, my God, Squeezer! And I'm pointing to this old man, and you're like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, it's Jeff Loeb! <laughs> She's like, and that is? I'm like, he writes comic books, Squeezer! There was multiple times where I was I was very there was free uh, coffee samples. Yeah, you you geeked out over those. I geeked out over people that. I mean, it takes a very special boy to, to pick out a comic book writer or or, or, or artist in a crowd. Yeah. But I am a very special boy when it comes to that. You I like are very special. Jeff Loeb started his career writing movies. He wrote Commando and Teen Wolf. Oh. And then he was hired by DC, and they were like, gave him a book. They gave him Chows, Challengers of the Unknown. And he took them from obscurity, and he made him pretty popular. He did Chows. And then they're like, hey, do you want to do Batman? And he's like, oh, I don't want to do, like, he's like, oh, am I going to get to do, like, Detective Comics or the Batman run? They're like, no, no, no. It's going to be a one-off. And what he did was uh, Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween special, number one. And I remember getting this book. Because it had the it had like prestige covers with the foil, uh, the foil uh, 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 the foil pumpkins on the front of it, um, and uh, there was like the all orange version. I have multiple covers and copies of this this book, and I'm like, oh my god, a Halloween special, yes! Um, I ate, I ate it up. I loved. Uh, all the the variants of of this first Halloween special, and it is dope. I have the right now on my desk at work. So I've been rereading Haunted Night. That's why it was an easy pick. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I'm reading this currently. <laughs> I'll do Haunted Night, and then the second book in uh, that is Batman Madness: Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween Special from '94. They kept bringing him back for another one. Then he did Batman Ghosts: Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween Special. In 95, um, Tim Sale. And then that's what led to them. Uh, they were all spinoffs, not part of the actual um, uh, Batman or, or Detective Comics story. They were a part of Legends of the Dark Knight series. And then this led to them doing A Long Halloween, which was is, is again, one of my favorite books, the Batman series. And um, during the Fears, uh, story Fears, Batman's hunting down and trying to capture Scarecrow, um, and he's in this like giant thorn maze, and the po- like the everything you know about the poison and everything from Batman Begins, they were kind of ripped from this story. Hmm. Uh, madness, uh, 
which is the second one, uh, is Barbara Gordon being kidnapped by the Mad Hatter and forced to participate in a twisted tea party with other kidnapped children. Uh, and of course, um, the ghost is the Batman version of Christmas Carol or Bruce's father, Thomas Wayne, taking the place of Jacob, Jacob Marley. And the three spirits are Poison Ivy is the ghost of Christmas past, Joker, the ghost of Christmas present, and Grim Reaper, um, the, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, who turns out to be Batman's ghost. But uh, it is still set in Halloween, kind of, uh, not Christmas. Squeezer. No. Um, but yes, it's it's a great collection of, of Batman. And it's an easy, quick read. Uh, they put it together in 96. I had the first print of it. It was all orange with Batman. A great... Uh, I think Tim did the sale, the, the cover too, not just the, all their work. And it had um, Mad Hatter, Joker, and... Um, uh, Scarecrow in a very Tim Sale way on it. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Long Halloween. What a what a book, man. If you and, and this book too. I, I would suggest going back and reading everything Tim Sale and Jeff. If, if you want DC too, Superman for All Seasons is another fucking great Superman book. They did all the Marvel color books like Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, Captain America White. Um there's just they, those two were so prolific, uh, and Jeff Loeb did some good stuff with uh, Jim Lee too. He did Hush with Jim Lee, which is a great book to read. Uh, every Batman movie for the last ten, fifteen years took a lot of inspiration from uh, Jeff Loeb and, and Tim Sale, uh, including the last. The last one was very much it took place on Halloween, and um, the opening song by Michael. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Squeezer, we didn't talk about. And open that. Uh, holy shit! Werewolf by Night by Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Is it fantastic? Oh my god! It is so good and enjoyable and and fun. I was like, more of this, please, Marvel. Just when you think Marvel's growing stale, they're like blowing me out of the water with some of their stuff on on Disney Plus and Werewolf by Night was directed by Michael Giacchino mm-hmm. and he of course had to compose the music for it too because he's a monster who's a genius and the music's fantastic and the direction is so great I'm like what? Stay, this guy can he do everything he's he's wonderful um, Werewolf by Night is based on the comic Werewolf by Night uh, and it's funny a bunch of years ago Kevin Smith was talking about doing, he was originally supposed to do a, a, a for actually Jeff Lowe for Marvel television before it was folded in the MCU. <coughs> I'm sorry. A uh, Howard the Duck cartoon. And one of the characters he couldn't use was Werewolf by Night. And he said that. He's like, oh, they must be doing something by Werewolf by Night. Well, this is what they did. And fuck, <laughs> was it really good. Man things in it. Um, it's, it's fantastic, Squeezer. It's not scary at all. I Jeff definitely suggest watching it. All right, maybe. I, what time is it? Let's see if I got time. I was. I gotta watch Andor though. So. It's about an hour long, so yeah. Give it, give it time. All right. Um, but like uh, Michael Giacchino, his his opening uh, 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 music sequence for the Batman was, uh, "You can't fight City Halloween." <laughs> 
So you can't fight City Hollows. You can't fight City Halloween. Because it like you know the scene, the movie opens up on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Pull, let me see. Oh yeah. Can't fight City Halloween. Yes. It's my favorite track on the album. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, the long Halloween. It's called the long Halloween because it starts on Halloween and never ends. And all the all the crime families say it's been a long Halloween because Harvey Dent. Before he's Two Face has been killing all these uh, mob characters. Great book. Uh, its influences, Hush Two, are all Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's influences are all over these Batman movies. Give it a read, and especially around Halloween, it's a fun one. Squeezer, your third pick. He stole my balloons. Why didn't somebody tell me that he had one of those things? Bob, gun. Going to need a minute or two alone, boys. I was going to pick a scene from this movie, Squeezer, for my last one. Oh, yeah. But I was like, oh, this movie came out in the 80s. We're doing 90s, so. Yeah, well, that's fine. But it's a, it's a parade. I thought it was how you're gonna die. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. It's, One day, I, I know when the time comes. When I say squeezer, my gun, <laughs> or your gun. I watch it like three times. I mean, I've seen it a thousand times, but just the way he's so nonchalantly doesn't even really point it at him. It's like half cocked to the side, just yeah. very dismissive. Just ah, oh, heartbreaking. I mean, Bob's a complete piece of shit, and you know, it's everything he's got coming to him, but. Like that? Ugh. I just, I don't wish that on myself. Uh, I mean, I guess it's better than having my head cracked off a bell and falling to my death. There's that. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, so parades. <laughs> who doesn't I, love a parade? Who doesn't love a parade? So I didn't realize, the, uh, so Halloween parades aren't necessarily a thing everywhere else like they are here. That's true because uh, Enchantress's friends were visiting from California. I was saying about, oh, yeah, we have about, you know, 15 parades we have to do. And I'm like, really? That's awesome. I'm like, is it? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it depends. Um, they're, they're what side of the certain... camera you're on, I guess. Yeah. And if you're in it or not or how yeah. awesome that necessarily parade is or if they're allowed to throw candy at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Mrs. Squeezer, she's from an hour south of here, mm-hmm. literally two towns over, and she still mocks me for our love of Halloween parades and hot dogs up here. She <laughs> just does not comprehend it. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Um, every town. Whereas like down down there, it's like okay, it's uh it's a Pennsylvania Dutch, like it's a German thing, right? I guess. I, I think it's just we look for an excuse to have a party, mm. and it's all because even though like we are like one community here, like one valley of like three cities and its surrounding areas, everyone still is from a very like a town within a town. Yeah, like what 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 other cities would call like neighborhoods. Is like an entire and each one township. has their own like it's the Lehigh Valley, but each one, each little town has their own Halloween parade. Yeah, to the point where some of them could even like 
the parade route would overlap like yeah. the other town. What Hellertown um, and Sockin Valley? <laughs> yeah. Uh the one in my in particular, Copley's in Catasauqua, right? And it goes the Copley Halloween parade, which I was in multiple times and like we went to my grandparents lived the the beauty of living on the parade route was always awesome. Um but like it, you started at the border of Whitehall and went down to the tra- the one traffic light, made a right, and went to the other border of Whitehall that you were completely surrounded by, and then uh, pulled over by the uh, Sanger Bun, which was like the old German outdoor beer garden with the bowling alley in the basement kind of place that mm-hmm. your grandparents hung out at. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's like uh, something like you would see in like Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was so my 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 Boy Scout troop. I want to say even did it as a Cub Scout. Um, we would we would march in it, and I one year there were a couple of years where I got to ride in the. You just the walked. Hay you wagon. didn't really march, right? No, no, you walked. You walked. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I got to I got to ride in the in the little hay wagon and throw candy, and you would pelt kids like. I mean, you got to make them earn it. I used to be in them on the service logic float, and nothing nothing has changed for me. I so they used to make giant, <coughs> elaborate floats. And I used to ride on them uh, with my brother uh, and our current company president and his sister when they were kids. Oh, yeah. And come on, let me let me build a giant over the top float. Yeah, the, I mean, man, they put money into those back in the day. I can do it. I'm not saying I'll just you take could. all. I'll just take all the crap from the second floor. I make like an old timey studio. Trucker drove the MU1 in tonight's parade. I saw that. Yeah, they were looking for a step ladder. I'm like, for what? It's like we got to decorate the truck. Yeah. <laughs> for what? Well, trucker's been itching to do that, and he came to me. He's like, "Hey, I had this idea." When above, I'm like, "I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> Go ahead." <laughs> Driving the uh, parade for all I care. Yeah. Why you want to? I don't know, yeah, but sure. Um, I said, "Are you gonna do it with the expansion out?" I said, "No." The fun in that. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, and then I got to uh, walk in it, march in it, if you will, the one year. And I had the honor of being uh, the flag bearer in the color guard. So, yes, I got to march with, uh, they have that, put that little neck strap on, so you put the pole in it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. To, and then I carried the American flag through the Halloween parade, uh, dressed as Jason. So I had a bloody hockey mask on, uh, a bloody uh, denim jacket, and a machete in my hand, in my left hand, uh, with the American flag uh, held proudly in proudly. my right. Proudly, as I as we marched uh, through the parade. But suck that you don't get to throw candy when you're that guy. Did but. you order a voiceover from Voice Jungle? Yes, I did. I just got an email that it's ready to review. <laughs> Awesome. All right, guys, we gotta go. Yeah, I got a uh, pallet commercial mm. that I gotta turn around right now. That they just got back to me today after three and a half weeks. Oh, that one? Um, yeah, that. Remember when? Oh, I, yeah, when I asked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been. It was one of those. Hey, sorry for the delay, but here. Do um, this now. Yes, <laughs> we need this right away. All right. Uh, do I have your approval to do this? And. Yeah, got it today. So, yeah, we're good. Awesome. I'll work on that tomorrow. Um, what was I saying? Oh, 
And, uh, yeah, it was also the Halloween parade in which, not the same year, I was younger in this case, I bit into the glow, a glow stick and had glowy, greeny goop pouring out of my mouth in which my great aunt Hilda, that's how German our town is, my great aunt Hilda, uh, took me into the kitchen and washed my mouth out with soap. Not as punishment, but that was her way of cleaning out the poison. Get the poison um, out. I get the poison. Ah, so I was getting the poison out from a young age. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, there was a time where it was fun, and then as you get older, you're like yeah, I don't want. I'd rather you didn't get any candy. No, oh, squeezer. Yo. Uh remember last week we were talking about who would be who who you would be to me and Goodfellas. Uh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Bobby Gallagher on uh, Instagram said. If Squeezer is Tommy, you're Stax, LOL. And I'm like, holy shit, I am Stax. <laughs> I'm definitely sleeping in and forgetting to come pick you up. <laughs> uh, only, pro- only thing is you can't come shoot me in the head. You just have to say, nah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, I screwed up and had you get up too early, sir. <laughs> Now, I I wouldn't be talking. I'd be Carbone making coffee at the most inappropriate Yeah, time. right. <laughs> what, you said make coffee? Yeah, Christy would be Tommy in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And you would be following her saying, what, I thought you said make coffee. Yeah, that makes that <laughs> yeah. sort of the proper. The proper. All right, any more on your parade? Uh, No, no, no. That's... Uh... Spend. I, t- I took the I took the little one to our first Halloween parade uh, last week. She was very excited. I heard. I heard. And the marching parade. one now. Yeah. All right. Here is my uh, third Halloween 1990s pack. This is Laffy Taffy from Wonka. Mm. You're going to love how long the flavor lasts. Mm. I do. The incredibly long-lasting Laffy Taffy. It's such an early 2000s commercial <laughs> for Laffy Taffy. Now, I remember the first time I started getting Laffy Taffy in my pails in the early 90s. And I was like looking it up and I found from a friend. I like to call him a friend. We chat on um, Instagram often. Uh, Jason uh, uh, Liebig, he uh, runs Collecting Candy. He is a um, curator of labels for everything. And this man has the largest collection, and he's on. You see him on Food Channel and some other, other channels. Uh, he's a great, great account to follow. If you don't follow Collecting Candy, you should. But he writes on his blog CollectingCandy.com about the bikes. B i c h s. I, I believe that's bikes, right? Bikes. B B e i c h apostrophe s. Bikes. B i c h b e i c h apostrophe s bitches bitches I think Bitches? so Bikes. during the late 1980s and 1990s and I'm reading from his blog the bitches candy company was going through some rapid corporate transformations but along the way they played around with Halloween seasonal releases of their most enduring product Laffy Taffy make the jump check it out back when you see a blog post and you have, to, you have to jump to read it more right around the 19 right around 1990 the bikes con- handy company would be acquired by sunmark concord brands which would be also becoming part of nestle at the time hence why it's now under the walk up wonka banner this would eventually lead to things like bikes laffy tappy and 
enveloping Sunmark's Tangy Taffy, with Tangy Taffy surviving but taking on the Laffy Taffy brand name, among others. It's a more complicated bit of confectionery history than I want to get into today, but needless to say, the folks at Bikes continued working on creating fun seasonal variations of their product through the rapidly changing times. It is certainly true where their Halloween seasonal product was concerned. Several of those pieces I have to share today came to me by the way of a design uh, contractor who worked with Sunmark, and while they have the appearance of a final product, they might actually have been pre-release mock-ups of sorts. So it was a 1992 7-ounce bag of different Laffy Taffies. Um, the flavor strawberry, sour apple, sour grape, and banana. Uh, I always got the banana. And these weren't like the Laffy Taffies you see now, which is kind of like a three-inch bar squeezer. These, yeah. were, these were more wrapped pieces like a Starburst. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the hollow- I don't remember. See, I, when you say Laffy, I think of the like this Luanka strip. Right. That's, yeah. That's not this. These are like small pieces. Um, so they had a hollow. You get the Halloween packs and it was, a, it was a red, I'm sorry, orange and black with bats. And the jokes were like, why doesn't count Dracula have any friends? Why doesn't count Dracula have any friends? Because he's a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to save that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it definitely was, I remember, I always loved Laffy Taffy getting it in my, uh, my bag when they handed it out. And I was found it funny that this is pre like Wonka branding when Nestle just bought Bites. the time you don't know, you just know you're Laffy Taffy and you're a kid. You don't know that it's changing hands like we do now. Yeah, um, and uh, the consolidation is. Yeah, now there's now there's like two candy companies in the world, yeah. but now, well, now it, I guess you can, did you, you say that the, the Nestle even sold it off? Uh yeah, it's 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 owned by Fiera Pan and an Italy company. Yeah, so which Fiera. So now you can get like every candy known to man in one bag to give out for for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my third pick, Squeezer. Your fourth pick. It's demonic. You shall die! Let's go. It's romantic. What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke? Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Give me some sugar, baby. From Sam Raimi, director of Evil Dead and Darkman. Get him! Comes Army of Darkness. Rated R starts Friday, February 19th at theaters everywhere. Army of Darkness. I love this movie. It, it it's 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 going back to it's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's almost again, but it's almost done in that intentional way. Like they had a budget to work with, and they did what they could. You know, in, in, what's you know, where do you rank? Do you rank this uh, above Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two? Where do you? Oh rank? hell yeah! Okay, because it's fun. Like as a horror movie, no. As a fun kind of movie that I like, because I'm a scaredy pants. Hell yeah! Yeah. None of them are really scary. I I'm kind of scared of Evil Evil Dead. Kind of freaks me out. Sorry. Can't help myself. Hmm. 
Well, I know. Um, the the um the Army of Darkness is the most fun of them all. It is the most fun. It's the most memorable, it's the most quotable. Yeah. Um and it, it, the fact that it even exists and survived because of the studio intervention is, you know, I mean, and it's so lucky. it's the most absurd fucking plot in the entire planet. But it's one of those things where I'm trying to think of when I when I initially saw it. So it came out in what ninety three, I think ninety two, ninety two, and I, I probably saw it a little bit later. I'm I got sorry, it, it came out wide release in February of ninety three. You're right, okay. but it was initially um, released in ninety two. So I, I got it at Blockbuster. I remember renting it. Uh, saw it on um, HBO. Oh, nice. On oh, your uh, your fancy uh, free HBO you got going on. Fucking I. I mean, actually, wait, yeah, I had HBO for free too because we were stealing cable. But you know, it's their own. Um, and I I saw it there, but it was kind of like because it's the me like as like a fantasy in my head as a kid. I'm like, it would be awesome if I went back in time. No, not necessarily having a chainsaw hand, but. Just having the knowledge to, like, do shit and have, like, a, a gun and just be the king of the past, um, you know, w- without sitting on a fish. But it, there's so much great quotable lines from it. it. I think what most people, like, think of with, like, the Ash character and the uh, Bruce Campbell, like, comes from this iteration of ash the army of darkness one right mm-hmm. um he's got the most fun lines and he's dumb and you know he can't you know read the necronomicon right and uh and and it's just ridiculous and the army of the dead also the the, the use of practicals you know me i love so the fact that and it, it clearly is like it it almost unintentionally breaks the fourth wall by it looking so fake you know but it doesn't matter because you're just kind of you're along for the ride it's almost like it's recognize not recognizing it's a movie but like you know you're watching a movie you're not scared because you know it's not real because it's so fake but it's just fun anyway originally it got an nc-17 rating the studio was not having it it was the first like I, I didn't notice. It was the first and only, first and last studio picture uh, Bruce Campbell ever did. Everything else had been independently financed because um, they have no faith in, I guess, the... Wait, Bruce Campbell? He was in all the Spider-Man yeah. movies. And he was in, uh, he was in uh, um, Doctor Strange. Well, that's now. I, I, that was probably written in later. He had Early. his cameos like you. You got so excited when his cameo showed up in the Spider-Man movie. It was so. Oh, great. it might be. I, I I believe that was like starring like lead role. Wow. Oh, okay. Like lead role. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, apparently, like, so it got an NC-17 rating. So Sam Raimi went and uh, like, cut down what he could uh and got it to like an r but apparently he was allowed to direct it as he saw fit 
But once it headed the post, the studio took full control. Like they let him play around a little bit, but then the studio's like, "Okay, you're out. We're gonna cut it down more." And they wanted it to be PG-13, so it's not like. The, and then the studio like outsourced it further, almost like sending it to like a Korean animation studio, kind of outsourcing. Like just they just found any like called around and go, "Hey, we have a movie." Can you guys edit this down and like get it to a PG thirteen? Like almost like they called a news in New Jersey mm-hmm. that like you know that could edit. Like, can you get this down to PG thirteen? They cut out a ton of shit that was in it that that had an R rating, and it still got an R rating. And they're like, they just gave up and uh, put it out there, which is why it actually comes in at eighty one minutes long. That's uh, that's how movie, long movies should be. <laughs> I I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, that's exactly uh, how long the Spirit Halloween movie was, and if it was a minute longer, I might have killed myself. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, don't do that. I need you. We well, all need you're you. You're lucky it wasn't a minute longer than eighty-one. Oh my god. But yeah, and it's become a. It's become what? A cult classic. It's got a... You either love it or you don't care. Yes. That is very true. You're breaking up like crazy. We are losing Squeezer like crazy. Squeezer. Um, There you are. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I'm saying it's got a, a big cult following. Uh, and, and, and near and dear to many hearts, and you know, I think because of it, I I don't know so much the Evil Dead's. It was just that an Army of Darkness didn't exist. That like Bruce Campbell would still be like the most highly sought after individual at secondary uh, Comic Con conventions. Mm. All right, uh, moving on. My next. Trick or treat! Oh my, aren't you boys the scariest? Yeah, man, talk about dang old boo, man. You got any candy cigarettes? No, but I have chocolate. Happy Halloween! Only one. Dale's house is next. I think I'll go call my mom. (laughs) The Halloween shows young Hank, Boomhauer, Dale, and Bill trick-or-treating, and they go to the door, and they they do something that's hysterical. The mom gives out these giant, king-size, huge candy bars. Remember, like, when you were younger, you used to get... Everything candy was massively bigger than it is now. Yeah. Uh, and, and they only won, so they, they, they throw eggs, and they TP, and they knock over the mailbox, and then you see it says The Hills, and you realize it's his house, and like, Dale's house is next, so, uh, Mischief Night is what I'm talking about. No, we didn't, people talk about it, they call it different names. Hold on, I actually should read, 
the names of mischief tonight because one's really weird it's like called um goosey night <laughs> like devil's night gate night goosey night moving night cabbage night mat night uh, that's probably like English shit, like British people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in most of New Jersey, as well as New Orleans, Philadelphia, Eastern Pennsylvania, Delaware, and parts of New York state. It's referred to mischief night in parts of great lakes region. It's devil's night in some towns in Northern New Jersey and New York state. It's also known as goosey night and cabbage night. Um, that's weird. Goosey night. Fucking Oprah, New Jersey. We, it was always mischief. It's got to be some real Quaker shit. So um, it was always, as you got older, it was always trick-or-treat night. And you don't trick-or-treat. You go out and you fucking cause mischief. Yeah. Right. So um, we got all That's what we did. So we did what well, we go. We lead up to it. We take giant coffee tins my friend Will had. And we'd fill them. We'd get like corn and we'd just shuck the corn off. And this wasn't like... We're- yeah, because where would because there's nowhere to get corn around here, so it's it's almost like it was setting us up forward. Nowhere to get corn around here. I live I like literally surrounding <laughs> my house was about 500 corn fields. Yeah, and it, well, I'm not talking like the eating corn. This was like the grain hard corn, the like popping feed, corn, yeah. like feed corn. So you, you you chuck it down into the the bucket, and then you tic tac. You throw like it's like egg. Yeah, we'd let we'd like get eggs and let let them out to rot, like because we were evil. Uh, yeah, and we whip them. But like tic tacking was what we start. That's how you start. You get in with tic tacking. Throw mm-hmm. handfuls of this hard corn at the house. You know, they're gonna go corn plants. <laughs> Worst thing. Uh, it did in my house because uh, like Hank, we tacked around my own house and yeah. There's corn growing along the side of it. Oh. So you tick you tick tack, you get the shaving cream, the toilet paper, you know, the shaving cream was the most fun. Like you do I remember one year we terrorized this the neighborhood watch captain Daryl. Oh my god. <laughs> he, the neighborhood oh wait, that was my mom. Shit. Yeah, so this was in like we'd go over where you know, with this was in like middle school. We in like high school. You go over to where but early high school you go over to where the girls lived you know and you hang out there no what no i don't and you're not you're not you're not talking to them you just hope they see you causing mischief and being dickholes and the cops don't care but this this old asshole who is the neighborhood watch would we'd constantly be like a step ahead of him and we'd like drew up like a depiction of him with shaving cream saying something bad about him on the sh- in the middle of the street <laughs> Oh, it was so much fun. We were all we were all in black and just causing we were being little hellraisers, you know. We weren't really doing any like serious damage, like soap on windows and stuff like that, you know, drawing yeah. drawing dick and balls. Like the there's nothing more classically funny than drawing a dick and balls. I'm sorry. No. It's yeah. fantastic. It's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun and I have so many fond memories, like thinking back to when we would do mischief night instead of trick when we like graduated from trick or treating to being assholes. <laughs> I wish there were kids in my neighborhood who didn't who fucking would TikTok or egg me, you know? Yeah, bring it on. As long as you don't, don't fuck with it too much and Yeah, don't Oh no, know. what's the corn gonna do? Supplant the weeds growing in my yard. <laughs> 
Uh, my my lawn is so hard anyway. The corn just sit on top. What's gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I remember. Um, and then you would. Would you save the cob? We would use it as the door knocker. Oh, so you throw it at the door. Tic tac. You take the cob and you, you run up and chuck it at the door to like, and then run and try to get them to come out when they heard that. Nah, we never did that. No, because we we like collected. We, we like we did it in very like industrial terms, so we'd like have mm-hmm. giant like tins of this saved up. Oh, so it, it was like uh, like Fight Club, right? Like, you guys like had a, a sweatshop going. Yeah, right. Where we get all our stuff. Like we like you couldn't buy massive amounts of eggs at, at that age, so we'd buy like a dozen starting in the summer. Start buying dozens and like sitting them out secretly so that them rot. You, you could buy dozens of sp- dozens. Since the cans of spray paint at the time. Yeah, but not eggs. Now you can't. Right. But not eggs. Right. So and shaving cream, we get like so you couldn't if like you went into a store and bought like thirty cans of shaving cream like leading up to Halloween, they'd know what you were up to. But if you do one at a time, like in the months leading up to it, and start building your arsenal early, which we did, no one is a wiser squeezer. That's why I never got why like serial killers like buy stuff at local hardware stores. Like go on vacation, buy your rope here, buy your gas can there. You know, like spread it out and build up a arsenal over time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> duh. All right. I think about that every day. So here's the serial killer's next pick. Last pick. Squeeze there's the, there's a there's a good follow up tie in. This is what we do. Planning. That sucks that we're, like, too old to get candy. No way, Beavis. There aren't any laws about Halloween. Really? Um, can I help you? Uh, yeah, we need some candy. Yeah, give us some of that. Come on. <laughs> Fellas, you're a little old for this, and I really think you ought to have costumes. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These sheets smell funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are my special monkey sheets. Check it out. I'm a nad. Get it? See? <laughs> I'm a nad. What are you supposed to be? <laughs> I'm nachos. <laughs> Just poured molten cheese all over his head. <laughs> I'm nachos. Um, yeah, so yeah, so you're saying you, you'd go like, you know, like this shift knife thing and tic tac, but how old is too old? How late did you go, like, still dressing up and trick or treating? Probably like 12, I think. Oh, really? So you cut yourself off, like, all together, like, you were done. Even. Well, once you you once you realize how much fun mischief night is, like you don't give a shit about the candy anymore. Okay. We went pretty late. Like me, like in high school, like we would still go. But like you would just, it was something as simple as just put a shitty mask on, and you were those kids. Yeah. And you know what? Most of, sometimes that looks, and they're like, you know, it's like, ugh, fucking. Kid, or you sometimes you got turned away. They're like, no, um, but yeah, for the most part, you were polite. We looked at it as just like shit. It's free candy. Going for it, and at that point, like too, like we were, 
All right, yeah, so I guess we were older because we were driving. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. I, I cut myself off way earlier than that. Uh, no, no, we were. So, and you would go and I would just. It was probably that same old ghost face mask or, you know, like the the, the Jason mask. And you were just, you know, and uh, your, your oversized fleece, you know, to stay warm. And you would pick neighborhoods and you were, you were smart about it because. <laughs> go to some of the old neighborhoods like we would go up to like egypt or go to like caddy where it's a ton of row homes mm-hmm. and pick the ones that have interconnecting porches and you don't want to go you can go to the fancy like development you know but they all have like long driveway they're spaced far apart and yet yeah, they might have more your candy perhaps but it's a volume thing as Bang, bang, bang. Like, you, you would never even, like, step on the sidewalk. You would just step the little porch railing from one porch to the other and knock row of row homes down, like, an entire block in one of the older develop, older uh, towns. And then you fun. But, yeah, we went, uh, yeah, so I guess we went later than, uh, yeah. I remember getting in the car. You, you do a couple blocks and then double back around, get in the car other neighborhood do it again yeah you were breaking up not bad but you were like there's definitely breakup feed from you oh no i don't know what it is but um it is cold maybe the internet's chilly out there it's chilly the internet but wow yeah okay i, I, I was if, if you had though because i remember when i was down in our old house and we had some kids come up and they're, they're clearly like I, way too old. Like e- even older than that. I'm like, all right, just, like actually adults. Like, and I'm not like trick or treating adults with their kids and in, in a costume, but like you're drinking in public. Like, all right, maybe we were doing that too. But still, like you you have a beard. Like, mm-hmm. And I just roll my eyes and and give it to them. And now I don't. We just put a bowl out and appears in the first five minutes but whatever we tried right because i'm going out with my kid but i don't know i would still man stuff if, 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 as long as you're trying i'm like the guy with some butthead like just at least have a costume right all Although right in our neighborhood they hand you beer so i'm a fan of that here is let's wrap this up squeezer all right here is my last pick Maybe I have lost my mind. No, you're fine, Steve. (laughs) Oh, there he is, right. I need to lie down. My name is Stephen Q. Urkel. My IQ is 196. I like cheese, I like poker, and I'm perfectly safe. My name is Steven Chewerkel. I'm I like cheese. I like poker, and I'm perfectly safe. Hey, Steve. Yes. <laughs> I also like polka and cheese. Am I Steve Urkel? Uh, no. It's just a natural thing. Look, look around you. Look where you grew up. Yeah. A natural inclination to like those two things. And they're in Chicago. I guess polka's big there too. 
Well, I mean, you had the uh, Polka King of uh, uh, is it Cincinnati? No, the the uh, yeah, uh, John Candy. I I can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if uh, that way too. This is the Stevel episode of Family Matters, which is horrifying. And I read today that it took like forever to film this episode because of all the puppetry, like way longer than normal. Hmm. And it's dark. Uh, but this was a great Halloween episode with the little Stevel puppet. <laughs> um, it came in season eight, the second to last in the show's t- almost 10 year run. It aired in 96. And I didn't see this in its original run. I saw it like uh, year, like a few years, couple, two, three later on uh, um, the Family Channel. It was mm-hmm. uh, like ABC Family at that point was running reruns. Like you at this time, you weren't watching Family Matters anymore. No, I wasn't watching By Family season Matters. Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I was. I would get like stoned and watch the Family Channel because there's this there's this show from Canada, this cartoon called What's with Andy. And I'm just remembering it now. What the fuck was it even about? Uh, what's with Andy? Well, he was a big, fat, bald asshole, and uh, he got fired. Uh, and we take pleasure in it every day. Yeah, it was Sacre Andy, because <laughs> it was also the other Canada is also French. So I don't know. It was like this AV nerd Andy. Ah, I can't believe I used to tape the episodes. No shit. Yeah. I've never heard of this. What's with Andy? Um, based on the just, ser- just series of books by Andy Griffiths. Um, I-, I loved it. I I, I think it was that such doesn't a look like Andy Griffith. <laughs> What's with Andy? It was very um like he he looked like he was wearing Jankos, you know everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Twelve year old Andy Lunk. Twelve year old. I I had a shirt like that. I had a white shirt with red and yeah, we all did. Yeah. Uh, Twelve year old Andy Larkin, the greatest prankster on earth, unleashes a flurry of practical jokes in residents of East Gackle. Uh, And I just would be stone watching the show. I loved it. I dug it. (laughs) So what's with Andy? Watch it on YouTube. I I didn't haven't thought of this show in probably twenty five years until just now. Just I watched. I would watch because like fucking family matters would be on around it and i watched steve and i remember fucking i probably enjoyed it because i was high um i don't i don't remember this at all it aired on uh, so i had to look it up i was like what was the family matters with the steve urkel puppet and it's like steve i'm like ah oh, yes i remember they they did right after it they aired the second one steve two with carl's bad it was a carl a bad carl puppet um but yeah, there was it was like a slasher. He, it's like very much like Chucky, and you can't kill Stevel. You can't like dismember his limbs. Um, you can't you can't stop him. And it was pretty fun. Fucking Chucky. Yeah. I can't watch Raw without seeing that little bastard. They're plugging the shit out of it. Yeah, and I think little people portrayed like the the costumes. Oh, of really? Carlsbad, and because uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like puppeted, they were like like little people in the costumes, but the face the faces were puppeteered. Ah. Yeah, it was really creepy as fuck. But in the second one, Steve too. This time he's not alone. 
uh, Carl's Bad was the, <laughs> a bad version of Carl Winslow. <laughs> it was great. You got to look these up. Um, they, they uh, Everyone thinks they ripped it off of Slappy from Goosebumps because it, it came 10 months after Slappy's first appearance. It, do- it does look like this. It is super. I remember watching this now. Oh, you saw this episode? I, I, I've seen it. I, I doubt I saw it when it first aired, unless, you know, my sister was probably still watching it. She loved Family Matters. Like, yeah, I did too, but I, I not in 96. But no. in like 98, 99, when I'd come home from school and smoke weed and watch like, um, I, I could be a huge fan of Recess and What's With Andy and The Weekenders and uh, fucking I'd watch Family Matters and Full House reruns on, on ABC Family. And yeah, that's where I saw it. Stevel and Carlsbad. Carlsbad is I want a Carlsbad doll. I have a Stevel doll. I have a Steve talking Urkel doll staring at me right now. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. He's just hanging in between my two shells. He's smiling though. He's a good guy. He's happy. He's not evil. Nice Stevel. That's our Halloween in the nineties. I don't think anything's more Halloween than Stevel and as far as nineties <laughs> Halloween. That's like the epitome right there. <laughs> Ah, we are back next week, Squeezer, with our last Halloween show of the season. Aww. And it's our trick-or-treat grab bag. Anything Halloween, rad years, adjacent, we can talk about. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Halloween episodes once with Andy, apparently. (laughs) If there was any. I mean, I think I'm going to talk about uh, Steve-O, too. You can't go Steve-O, too, after I did Steve-O. Why not? We can go. We can go more in depth. We. I'll, I'll MacGyver it. Oh no, that's scarier than watching it. I'll MacGyver something. I'll find one one Halloween special MacGyver for you guys. Maybe a MacGyver episode. Oh, that's the ultimate squeezer move right I there. I think I already did that. It was the one where he dresses up as the uh, uh, the jester, mm. and him and uh, what's the the bad guy that. All right, we'll be back next week on the Rad Years Podcast. So he has, like, he lifts the thumbprint off. Uh, I'm RK. I'm, I'm Squeezer. We'll see and everybody. And they have to go through it, and there's, like, a machine gun. And then eventually he gets through, like, this door, and it's, like, kind of like a... Uh, it's Richard Dean Anderson. I mean, he's a handsome devil. And then eventually, like... Something, I don't know. But then he rescues the girl, I think. And then he jumps, like, over the... Bye, everybody. Um...